Welcome to a new episode of the Soccer and Fitness Show with your host and creator of the podcast, Sean Spencer. Today is the 30th of September 2021 and this is episode 43, 43. So I've had, I've had about a week and a half off from, from podcast stuff. I've been in a bit of a sort of rabbit hole at the moment with, with NFTs. So that's what I've what I've been doing, and obviously the YouTube stuff. And I was actually coaching coaching quite a lot last last week. Um, but anyhow, today I am going to do I'm going to do a little bit of a sort of roundup on a couple of things. But the main focus today is going to be on Ted Lasso and sort of linking that to the real world and just discussing that a little bit. Um, spoilers. There might be one or two spoilers, so if you're not up to date on that, um, I would maybe hold off for a minute on the podcast. But in all fairness, I'm not going to... Oh, maybe there are spoilers. I don't know. Right. You've been warned from in about two or three minutes, there's probably a couple of spoilers. So, um, yeah, mainly season... Actually, I'm just going to cover all bases, both seasons, spoilers, Ted Lasso. If you're not up to date, probably hold off from listening to the podcast. All right, that being said, that being said, um, as is tradition, it is Thursday evening here. I'm drinking, I've actually been drinking sort of nice, sort of better beers this week, but um what always seems to be the case every time I sit down to do the podcast, I'm on the the cheapest of cheap beers. So today, I'm on Budweiser, King of Beers. So here we go. Cheers. Sit back, relax, and let's get the let's get the show on the road. Oh, and one last quick thing: today is National Podcast Day. So there you go, National Podcast Day, and we're recording. So that's pretty cool. All right, here we go. Okay, so before before I start, um, I've been having a think of the podcast and and what I can do and stuff. And I before COVID, I set up a YouTube channel. Uh, sort of soccer specific youtube channel called coaching board um and there's there's plenty of videos up on there at the moment i can't remember how many i eventually did um but the channel the channel's still there um but during covid i had i had a little bit of a break and then after covid i went into to coaching and and that was like i was just on 24 7 um after the coaching i was sort of sick of soccer for the time being so i had a, a little bit of a break but recently i've been thinking how how i can sort of link the podcast with with the youtube so what i'm thinking of of doing maybe is filming the podcast and putting a filmed version on youtube so you'll be able to listen like through spotify and, and apple but there'll also be a youtube version so i've just got to figure out the best way the best way i'm gonna i'm gonna do that but i will figure it out and yeah i'll keep you posted on on updates here but 
it'll still be on Spotify and Apple. But if you prefer sort of watching stuff or you're sort of 50 50, you're on YouTube quite a bit, there, there will be on there. And I'm also thinking of putting the videos or the, the recordings that I've already done here and just uploading them anyway. So, yeah, that's that's stuff I'm going to try and figure out and see if I can streamline it and make it time efficient. But I think uh, I think I should be able to. So that's that's one thing. Next thing is um, I think this is a pretty cool story. Might have missed a few people. So Paolo Maldini, who is an AC Milan and an Italian sort of legend, played played fullback and he, he played I forget when he, I think he retired like 2012 or 2013, but he was like 39, 40, didn't seem to age. And just one of one of the best sort of defenders of all time, really. I think most people will um, agree with with me on that. But what was, what was really cool is his 19-year-old son, Daniel Maldini, scored his first goal for AC Milan on the weekend at 19. Um, Paolo Maldini, his dad, scored when he was 18, so a year earlier, back in 1987. And the really cool thing that I I didn't know this was in 1955, Maldini, Paolo Maldini's dad, Daniel Maldini's granddad, also scored um, in 1955 at the age of 23. So three generations all playing for Milan. Um, and Paolo Maldini was was watching as I think he's a director now. So yeah, I think that's a, a cool cool little story, and he looks exactly the same as him as well. So yeah, Paolo Maldini. All right, um, moving on. Let's go into Ted Lasso. So I'm just gonna presume that you've seen the title of it. And you've either you've watched it or you know about it, but um, and if you haven't watched it, then then you're okay. You'll you'll sort of hopefully I do a good job of of explaining things. But basically, Ted Lasso is is a show that has done extremely well award wise, and people just loving it um, with Jason Sudeikis. Um, and those that aren't familiar, about eight years ago, he did a little comedy skit where he pretended to be Tottenham Hotspur manager, and it was it was pretty funny. And and that's roughly what it's what it's based off. So moving forward, there's now in 2020, 2021, there's now two seasons of it. Uh, the next episode is actually out tonight. But what's been sort of really interesting about it i've seen it on i've seen it on twitter um loads of people saying the same thing that they think ted lasso has done more for american soccer than than like really anybody else maybe like david beckham and i was i was thinking about it and 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 thinking like why why that is the case um and it's it it's interesting and i think i think the main thing is so just moving away from that a second um the us sent 
well, not US, but Bob Bradley, a US manager um, back in sort of 2016, I think it was, went to coach Swansea in in the Premier League, and I remember, I remember when that that happened, and I knew I knew straight away that it wasn't it wasn't gonna work, and I could never like put me finger on it, but then. It reminded me of a Soconomics book. Uh, it used to be called Why England Lose. I think it's called Soconomics now, the like edited edition. Um, and they were talking about football players, soccer players, and they were saying how, like, if you are a Brazilian soccer player, you are like deemed like better. the The value of you as a player is is a lot more than than players from from certain countries like India or Pakistan or Iran where the value of them players are are very low. Even though the player from India might be might be better, there's there's like a bias towards certain countries. And and that's certainly the case, I would say, certainly in England, um with with American coaches. Now America has some of the like all-time best coaches in certain fields. So, like, you know, ice hockey, American football, basketball, um, baseball. And the, the actual art of coaching or, or managing a team or being a head coach is, is, is pretty much the same across all sports. It's managing, it's managing a, a team around you and it's managing managing the players and then also managing like media and stuff like that now i think that's the that's the 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 issue there's there's a bias certainly in england towards certain certain countries so again an american coach coming to england they could they could have won the the MLS league. They could be U.S. national team manager and won every single game since they started the career. Um, whereas you could have a German coach or an Italian coach come over to England and and be really mediocre, but they will be they will be held in a in a different light to the American coach. So that's that's been really interesting. Then, then the fact of um, sort of the the MLS league and how the the perception of that, um, and I, I've had the, the privilege of sort of seeing that sort of sat in England and what what people think of the MLS, and then what Americans think of of the MLS, and then like when you're around the people who are working in it, what they think of it. And and all them don't don't align. They're all very different views. Which going back into the Ted Lasso thing makes it makes it sort of genius in a way. And um, I was explaining this recently. So you've got you've got England who are not are not the most welcoming. Certainly, with outside, certainly with American coaches coming in into England to coach soccer, because the the attitude is like very traditional, 
Um, and, and we can be okay with with Germany. We could be okay with um, like Italy and and Spain, Spanish managers, because we know we know they play a certain way and they 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 dress a certain way. You look at Guardiola and Mourinho and stuff. So that over the past ten twenty years has 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 changed people's um, concepts of them. Now that hasn't been the case with with America. So with the Ted Lasso, what they've managed to do is they've they've had an American coach, um, Andy Sudeikis is his character, Ted Lasso, and they've they've purposely said, oh Jason Sudeikis, sorry, uh, the perfect purposely said that he has no idea about the sport and then he's got his his assistant um coach beard same again has no idea he's reading um inverting the pyramid on on the on the plane over in the first episode so straight away that bias of 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 english people were the, they're not going to give him a chance because they don't know what they're doing now with like Bob Bradley's case, like he, he actually did know what he's doing, but the show has took it to the extreme where they're saying that he, yeah, he openly admits that he has no idea what he's doing. He's a good coach. He's just won. He's successful in American football, but not in English football or soccer. And that goes back to my previous, um, point where a coach a coach can be good across all sports obviously they need to know the the rules and stuff but if you can manage players and manage the team around you you can get experts in different fields to to help um so straight off the bat i think that's that's the 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 most like important part to start in the season and that that gets that gets the english people who are watching to to buy into it first and foremost, and then um, Americans. It also plays into their psyche, where they're like, "We don't have any idea of English soccer or whatever the viewpoint is." So they can they can sort of relate to Jason Sudeikis's uh, mindset when going in and I, I think that's key with with a show you need to be able to um like sync up with the main character if if that makes sense and that's and that's what they did so now with that show you then carry everybody that's watching it who's like i don't don't really understand the sport i'm not going to understand the show but straight away you and he's likable as well, but you're like, well, he doesn't even know what what it's about. He doesn't know what soccer is. So you kind of learn, you learn the sport as you go with the show. Um, but then on the flip side, you have the comedy element where you now have a, a group of group of players that. Um, sort of relate to to the english side of the, the the culture and again i've had it both ways i've come to america and americans hospitality wise are a lot more welcoming than if you're going back the other way 
And I think I think part of that is just culturally because it's a little island, it's freezing cold, it's super expensive, and um, we don't want no positivity coming over. And that's that's all it is. And and Jason Sudeikis' character Ted Lasso, he is that positivity light lightning bolt. Um, and that's where the sort of resistance at the start of the show um, happens. And again, I think that's where where they nailed it because it is exactly sort of um, how England and America interact in in that in that space. So, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on on sort of the the, the start to it. Um, and since then, I, I've had I've had a, a lot of people sort of talking to me about it and asking questions and stuff like that. Um, and funnily enough, I had one person come to me the other week about um, Rebecca, Rebecca, the the owner of AFC Richmond in the in the show, and she she starts messaging like one of the players, um, and then and then them two sort of hit it off and and they're sleeping with each other and one of the the person that came up to me was said like that obviously that's a little bit far-fetched because that would never happen in in real life but the funny thing is to those that are listening from america that aren't aren't aware of this um karen brady kind of did the same thing um with her husband pesca solido so Paul Pescasolido is a, a, a Canadian Canadian soccer player, played for um, Birmingham and Fulham and a load of other teams. But they they actually met when Karen was sort of in charge at, at Birmingham, and Paul Pescasolido was was playing. Um, yeah, if you don't know much about Karen Brady, she's um, super super successful. Um, can't remember what a nickname's like, Miss Football or something. Um, let me just check. And she's a member of the House of Lords as well, CBE. Yeah, Birmingham City, current vice chairman of West Ham currently. So yeah, they they kind of did like a similar thing. Obviously, in the show, the um, you got the entertainment side of it, but truth can sometimes be stranger than than fiction um so moving moving on so this the show the show concept and everything sort of about the the american and the the english side i think i think they've hit perfectly and then and then next is is sort of the player player and the coach dynamic i think they they sort of nailed that with with roy kent's character like every single team in England has has a Roy Kent, um, and with with characters and with with players like Roy Kent, you always then need need a Jamie Tart, which which again most teams most teams do have them polar opposites. The the Roy Kent is normally a little bit older, been around, been successful um, in the prime. But now, just sort of on on the way out, but control the changing rooms, and then you have the the super talented one. Where at the moment everything comes pretty easy to them because they 
they're young and they just like bounce, don't really pick up any injuries. Um, but with that, because it's easy and they know they're the best players at the moment, um, they have they have a little sort of attitude. So yeah, the dynamics of it, the players, I think I think they nailed it. There's some like funny things to do with like the clothes and the shoes. Um and then and then the other point I wanted to go on to was was the Nathan, the Nathan character. So he he started as a a kit man in the show and now he's he's assistant coach. Um I think this tends to happen. It's not it's not normally the, the kit man, but it, it will be some sort of um fringe coach. So you, you like fitness coach or um, part of the analysis team who sort of slowly move into the, the the coaching setup. It's not super common, but but you do you do see it. And then also with that, and I've I've witnessed this uh, quite um, quite a lot is hubris. So when people when people come from sort of modest positions and then they get a little bit of power and, and you see them sort of change that, that tends to happen as well in, in soccer. But I think overall good show, very interesting in, in how they, how they've done it. And, and like I said, there is, there's like, there's layers to, to each, each part of that. And it's good. It's good for me being, sort of obviously English and born and raised in, in England in the soccer world and like now in in America because like I said it gives you it gives you a nice sort of um, bridge between two very different cultures um, and one and one that needs like breaking down a little bit so I can I can almost guarantee now if if um, like a Bob Bradley or an, another American coach went went to England, there would be, the, I mean, the narrative now would be the, the Ted Lasso sort of link. But I think the Ted Lasso link is is going to be a lot better than than what it was before Ted Lasso, um, which is good. And then and then the next thing I think. Going back to my uh, original, going back to my original point of Ted Lasso being the like one of the biggest things in in American soccer to to help promote the the game, I think that's true. I mean, you had you had David Beckham back in whatever it was two thousand and six, which was massive, and that that was simply because people outside of the soccer world knew who he was. And I think that's, that's the key. That's the key to growing the sport in, in America. Well, anywhere is you need to be able to tap into people that are not watching the soccer channels, you know, if that makes sense. So you need the, the people who are watching NFL, the people who are watching baseball need to care about, whatever the sort of pop culture is. So if it's if it's David Beckham or the Spice Girls, um and then you've got the you've got Ted Lasso who is is on 
is on Apple TV here here in America. So everybody that's got Apple TV that that's popping up. Anybody that's interested in comedies, anybody that likes um, just binge watching TV shows, um, the fact that it's 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 funny and and emotional. So I think that that's the been the biggest the biggest key. To, to that you had um, recently you had Zlatan Ibrahimovic and, and Wayne Rooney coming over to, to the MLS which is great and it's great for the for the fans who who know who these people are but to really spread you, you need to link in with them other people and I think that that's the reason why um, Ted Lasso's helping the sport so much all right. Um, well, that's that's a, enough from me sort of rambling onto that. But I wanted, thought it'd be a nice one to to talk about today because it's um, it's all positive. It's a nice, positive, feel good TV show that um, that anybody anybody can watch. Young, old, American, English, wherever you're from. Um, and then, like I said, the other thing that I that I like about it is. It, it breaks down these misconceptions and and these walls. Like there's there's enough of them in the world as as it is, and I think sport shouldn't shouldn't have them. If a, if a coach is good enough to go to England, then they should be in England and vice versa. Um, and it it would be the same with a basketball coach. You would hope that an, an English basketball coach, if the if they were good, should be able to go to America and coach in America. There shouldn't be um, it should be on on merit rather than where you were born, in my opinion. All right, I am out once again. Thanks for thanks for listening. Um, I'll I'll keep everybody posted on what I decide to do with with the YouTube side of of things. Um, but other than that, I'm on Twitter at the Spencer capital T capital S. Uh, well, my, I'm on Instagram, Resolute Fitness Challenge, and YouTube, Resolute Fitness. And there's also Coaching Board, which I'm going to sort of revive very soon. Okay, thanks for listening. If you're listening on uh, on Apple as well, if you can leave a review, that would be very, very helpful. Okay, right. Have a good rest of the week. Bye-bye.